Hello, friends. Welcome to a bonus episode of the Lawton Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Roland, coming to you on a Monday evening, and today will be sort of a bonus episode of sorts. I'm going to be sharing with you the full audio of the introductory press conference for Quinn Snyder on Monday afternoon. Quinn Snyder and Landry Fields, the GM of the Hawks, spoke in depth about the new hire of Quinn, about a 30-minute Press conference, also emceed by my friend and the legend himself, Bob Rathman. So always fun times to hear from Bob. And uh, I will have a new podcast coming up later on tonight as well. I'll be joined by a guest, hopefully, as long as that comes together in the next couple of hours. But in the meantime, I wanted to go ahead and give you that full context. You can hear all the questions, the answers, and all of what was said on Monday afternoon. Please subscribe to the podcast. I'll have more later on this week. And without further delay, here is Quinn Snyder, Landry Fields, and a little bit of my friend, Bob Rathman. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Emory Healthcare Courts here in Brookhaven, our practice home of the Atlanta Hawks for a very, very big day for us today. We are happy to have you all here with us. We have all kinds of folks. We got players, we got staff, we got media, we got fans. It's a great gathering here for a very special occasion. We'd also like to welcome those of you who are watching on Valley Sports South and Valley Sports Southeast and listening on our Hawks flagship radio station, 92.9 The Game in Atlanta. My name is Bob Rathman, and it is my pleasure to introduce to you these two gentlemen. We'll begin with the general manager of the Atlanta Hawks, Landry Fields. Yeah, thank you, Bob. It's good to see everyone here, everyone in the media as well, across uh, all technology spaces. Um, for us, this is a very, very exciting day. Um, everything that we've spoken about from a front office, you know, the vision of being a championship caliber franchise, the values of character and unity and placing a strong emphasis on development. That doesn't just happen overnight. You know, it starts with the group that's in there right now, but for us, it's all about looking for partnership, partners that can help us get us to where we need to go and do it in a way that's authentic and true to Atlanta when it comes down to it. And so for us, Getting to know Quinn and getting to know his family and welcoming them to Atlanta is something that's huge for us and it's absolutely huge for this franchise. And I couldn't be more proud than to sit up here and say that we've got a hell of a coach and we're very excited about bringing him in and helping us lead this group going forward. So appreciate you. Thank you, Quinn. Thank you. Thank you. And I get the pleasure of introducing the 15th full-time head coach of the Atlanta Hawks, Quinn Snyder. Okay. We first got to know one another when he was the point guard at Duke for Mike Krzyzewski taking the Blue Devils to three out of four final fours during his run there in Durham. And I was looking back today, Quinn, the first game that I called for you was at Cameron Indoor Stadium your junior year against Clemson. And you only won that one by about 40. Did so I play? We, Did I play? You had a great game. Okay. Right. You had a great game. I don't remember. But Quinn has been successful at all levels of basketball, whether it's the collegiate level, in the G League, of course, in the NBA. His run at Utah, he won as many games as any coach except for the late great Jerry Sloan. He had outstanding teams that were disciplined at both ends of the floor, a, a coaching genius. And it's a pleasure to introduce to you a guy who was with us as an assistant coach in the 13-14 season, and we welcome him back to Atlanta. I can't be happier to introduce my friend and the new head coach of the Hawks, Quinn Snyder. Thank you, thank you. Well, it's really, it's exciting to be back here and back here with Landry. Um, I guess I'd like to start by thanking Tony and Jamie for this opportunity. Um, as I said, it's something that, that I'm awfully, not just excited, but grateful. Um, I've had a chance to coach in this league for 16 years. 
and I've had a chance to work in some fantastic organizations with some really, really good, talented people. Um, so, you know, when I was looking um, for the next opportunity, I think I had a good idea about the things that were important to me. And, you know, the process of getting to know Landry, um, Kyle, um, seeing the things that, that were important to them and important to Landry in particular were things that just lined up with, with, with what I was looking for. Um, you know, someone that's, you know, not just bright, but creative and innovative, understands, I think, the resources and the, the commitment it takes to, to really build a program. Um, you know, and, and as much as anything, just the character um, that's, that's here in the front office was something that, that I really wanted to find that type of partnership. And I know, you know, that's, that's why this situation, you know, I think is such a good fit for, for me personally. So um, it's, it's not often where you find, you know, a, a level of idealism that's also met with kind of a practical reality. And, and I think that's, you know, a situation that I've been fortunate enough to come into. The players we had a chance to meet this morning um, I'm really, and even more so after our meeting, but it's a group that, that I'm really excited to coach um, across the board. I, I think it's a group that, you know, one of the topics that Lander and I talked about was, was development. And to the extent that we can develop both the players and the group um, collectively at the same time, um, you know, it's always a challenge, but those challenges are often the most rewarding and, and the best opportunities. So, my wife's excited. Um, she spent some time uh, here in Atlanta when she was younger, and obviously the last time we were here. So really, really looking forward to, to being a part of this community as well. I'm familiar with it. I'll get a lot more familiar with it. But, you know, this city is a city that, um, that we're looking forward to, to, to living in and moving sometime. <laughs> I got pulled away from my family for a little bit. <laughs> Great. But with that, going welcome, and we'll open it up to questions. We've got uh, Riley, and we've got uh, Jay with the mic. So if you will introduce yourself and your affiliation, and let Quinn get to know you and Landry as well, and uh, we'll let it go. So, Lauren, we'll begin with you. Thank you, uh, Lauren Williams from the AJC. My question first is for Landry. Um, looking at the timing, a lot of things seem to happen very quickly. I'm curious when you identified Quinn as the top candidate in the pool that you were looking at. Yeah, so when we made our change with Nate, I had Kyle give Quinn a call. It was our first call. And going into it, I said that we wanted to be aggressive. And the reason I could say that was because we had already lined up what we were looking for in our next basketball coach. And fortunate for us, you know, getting on the phone with Quinn, you know, he mentions humility and selflessness as core in chief to some of the character that that he wants in and around the basketball team as well as what we're trying to do in the front office. I was almost sold right there. So uh, it was a big moment, you know, getting to know him through that process and, uh, you know, just couldn't be more excited about it. Caleb Johnson, uh, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Quinn, I'm curious, uh, what made you comfortable with joining the Hawks in, in a midseason uh, point as that's pretty rare to happen? Yeah, it is. I think the circumstances themselves are, are even more rare. Um, you know, the Landry referenced kind of that, although it was typically short compared to maybe a normal interview process, 
um, it was a normal process. It was, you know, a lot of intensive conversations. Um, and really, I think both he and myself and Tony and Kyle getting to instinctively knowing that there was things that, that we had alignment on, but then really talking about them and feeling them. And one of those things that, that didn't come out right away was, you know, how the process would work as far as, you know, when I might start. And, you know, as, as uh, I thought about it, um, I think the opportunity to come in now, um, although maybe challenging, is also an opportunity to hopefully go on a run. Um, but also, and I think these things are not mutually exclusive, uh, to begin to build a foundation, um, a culture, and you don't do that. E even in a short period of time, the, interact the NBA, you hear the term foxhole a lot, and to get in the foxhole with these guys. And I think those things have the, the, the opportunity to really accelerate um, the building of relationships. You're just, you're faced with adversity and you go through it together collectively. And I didn't want to wait um, until next year to do that. I felt like that was something that, um, that, that it just made sense to me to, to, uh, to begin now. Hi, this question is for Quinn. This is Jamila Johnson from ATLHawksFans.com. Um, I know a little bit of time ago, but how much of your coaching is influenced by your experience as a player? Yeah, I wasn't as good, a, even though <laughs> I played against Clemson. Not, no disrespect to Clemson, but I, I'm, I, I hope I played. Um, compared to, you know, one of the things that was neat with, with this guy and Kyle is, is, you know, they were NBA players. And I, um, I think any, any level you play at, um, there are certain things that you take from it, you know, whether whatever level you are at, it, it's important to you. And you go through the same challenges, um, both individually and, and with a group, you know, different group dynamics. You have a bad game, a good game, expectations. Um, so I, I think probably more than anything, um, you know, you hear people talk about being a part of something that's bigger than you. And this game, and particularly the NBA game, and the intensity of the game, um, the, the level of competitiveness that's required, um, it has a way of, of providing that opportunity, you know, to collectively come together. And that's, you know, any of us, that, uh, there's a lot of different types of teams. Um, you know, it, it's really rewarding um, to have that experience. And it's not, you know, it's elusive as well. So that's what makes it so much, so much better. Thank you. And I would add just to that, you know, you bring it up as a former player, also, you know, Quinn's pass and coaching overseas in the G League, as well as obviously in the NBA, just huge for us as far as the experience and then just him being able to see different situations and giving him that broad experience for us was big time. Thank you. Uh, welcome to Atlanta, Coach Quinn. Uh, my, my name is Terrell Thomas, these Urban Times. Uh, I wanted to know what you have in such great leadership skills and, you know, a high level of coaching. This team is very young, a very young roster and a very top heavy with our two stars and DeJounte Murray and Trey Young. Were you able to identify some things from afar uh, before you took the opportunity and ways in which you'll help them grow on and off the court? You know, the, the interesting thing, uh, we, had, we met this morning and one of the things that I told the group, and I think it's true, you know, generally, but I think even more so right now, is that, you know, I have an opportunity to, to learn from them as well. And, and I'm going to need, you know, our staff's help, the players' help, um, 
so youth can be deceiving. You know, we've got some guys that, you know, you can tell already that they want to get better. And, you know, that to me is one of the most gratifying things about this job is the chance to, you know, to see players improve individually and also help them feel, you know, the opportunity to have the whole team be even greater than the sum of the parts. And, you know, again, that, as I said before, that's not always easy. Um, but I think it's something that we're all focused on, even in this short period of time. We can figure that out even in one meeting. <laughs> hey, Quinn, Zach Klein, Channel 2 here in Atlanta. Good seeing you again. Welcome Good back. Uh, Landry mentioned you were clearly far and away the number one choice. Uh, what was the number one thing you had to be sold on in order to take the job now? Well, Landry referenced, you know, the word humility and selflessness and th there's certain values for all coaches and really in any organization that you identify um, and identify with uh, and I felt like you could th the number of conversations the transparency in the conversations um, I had a chance during the course of this year to think about those things a lot um, th there are things that um, are, are sometimes more difficult to to define um, and as you get to know people um, the innovation the creativity the intelligence and more than anything just a strong vision for 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 what it means to build something that uh, you know that takes your your sweat equity you know so um, that you know the combination of all those things I guess it's hard to identify one um, but if I had a transcript of the conversations you know that I, I think it would become very clear that that for me and, and, and with the players as well. You know, it was a combination of a lot of things, both personally and professionally, that, you know, that really lined up. And uh, it just made a lot of sense to me to have this opportunity. Rafael Haynes with the three-point conversion. Of course, there are challenges coming in mid-season, you know, implementing your philosophy and system, but what do you see as the benefits coming in? Yeah, just to respond to the challenges, first of all, I think that the, the important thing there is to actually recognize that that's the case. It's a different situation, and I, I want to be really mindful of that in, in, in how we um, proceed with that process. And it's, uh, it, it's to me, it's, it, you know, it's, it can be as much of a challenge. It would lace through that as just an opportunity. And as I said before, you know, that, you know, these guys sitting over here, you know, that's, that's, I love it, you know, and, and our group to be, you know, connected. And sometimes losing does that for you. Sometimes winning does, you know, we've won the last couple games, which is terrific. Joe's done a great job. Guys have played hard, played together. Um, but going through those things, it's, it's, you want to go through them. You're going to go through them eventually. And I think that's what builds the character of a team you know, is, is those moments, whether it be success or failure. And I wanted to be a part of that one way or the other. I guess the other thing I'd add, it, it, you know, the undercurrent of that going through those things together is the opportunity to form relationships that it's different when you're having dinner with somebody than if you're going into a locker room after a big win or a tough loss. Hey, Coach, uh, Stake Shapiro from 92.9 The Game. Uh, 20 games left, there's this sense of urgency as you guys are making a playoff run uh, to move up in the conference and set yourselves up for success. 
feels like a big challenge to learn a roster mm -hmm. and then know the league. Granted, you've only been out a few months, but how big a challenge to figure out who your guys are, how you want to play them, and then the 20 games you have left, um, having not been in the league this year, learning those guys and trying to move up in, in your seating in the Eastern Conference. So how do you take on that type of challenge? Well, I, I do remember the, the East and the West, and I know I'm in the East now, um, and you raise the great points. Those are all the things for me that, as you're thinking about it, um, those are the challenges, as you said, you know, to, to as I mentioned, you know, to go on a run, to, to improve, um, you know, to win, but also, you know, to get better at the same time and lay that foundation we talked about. I, I don't think the two things are mutually exclusive, and I've, I've got to find a balance there. Um, I, I told the players this morning, you know, the last thing I want to do is put too much in their heads where they stop being instinctive because we've got some guys with, with great basketball instincts. Um, so you, you, you stay familiar with the league, you know, and, and, you know, as far as I'll be watching a lot of film, trying to learn a lot. I'll be leaning on the coaches a lot. I want to talk, to, you know, I want to hear what, you know, players feel good at. We talked again, you know. You can listen and, and, uh, and learn, and I think it requires that. And to your point, you know, there are things actually in a short, the NBA, the one thing you can count on is change. And so even over the course of the season, you'll see it from the regular season to the playoffs. So, you know, I need to study and work and, uh, and then find a good balance with that and, and hopefully achieve a lot of those goals throughout the rest of the season. Quinn, uh, Jeff Schultz of The Athletic. Right. Welcome back. Hey, Jeff. Yeah, um, thanks. Your ability to connect with players and create a culture has been referenced often over the last several days. I'm just wondering what you've learned in the NBA about um, how you go about doing that and, mm -hmm. and the difficulty of it. Obviously, in a league where guys make a lot of money and yeah. sometimes the coach doesn't have a huge say. Yeah. I, I think players want to get better. <clears throat> you know, like, I, I don't... I think players want to get better and they want to be coached and you know I think the relationships are what allows you you know to coach them effectively and so and those things again it's part of the reason I wanted to start now and you know I think that our group you know needs to just decide to trust each other and you know, it's incumbent upon all of us, myself, first and foremost, you know, to, to not violate that trust. And it, 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 it's surface level initially, just on a, you know, if it's something I say I'm going to do. But I think over time, you know, you, you know people by their actions. And if you're transparent, um, you know, those are the things in my mind that build those relationships. It's, you know, being real about what you believe and understanding that you can differ with people and, um, to not be insecure or defensive about any of those things. And that's hard. I mean, we're all like that. I, you know, um, it's hard for me. Um, but that's also the, probably, you know, when you have any relationship like that with a player or a team, that's where, you, you know, you find a lot of gratification. And uh, that's something I enjoy doing uh, in and of itself. And I also know how important it is, not just for a coach and players, but players and players and Landry and myself and, um, those are the opportunities that I see. Hi, Coach. Uh, Kevin Taylor, Taylor Kevin. Main Sports with Kevin Taylor. Welcome back to Atlanta. And Good to I be back. And I have a two-part question, actually. Uh, one of the things that's been said during this transition is character. 
So what would the character that you would like to have of this team, as well as what is your main expectation from the team as well as your coaching staff on a day-by-day basis? I, I mean, I, I think the, it's easy. We all want to get better, you know, and that takes a lot of, a lot of different forms. We had a staff meeting this morning, and, um, you know, I told the coaches I, I'm, I need them to help me and, uh, you know, to, to help me figure out, you know, what, what we can do, what I can offer, and, and, again, not to fill up their minds with too much stuff that, you know, could be counterproductive. So it's as far as the qualities in, in, in players, you know, I, I think, first of all, you know, every player is different. We're, we're all human beings, and, you know, everybody has different contributions, different character traits. Um, but some of the things that Landry mentioned at the, at the outset, you know, the, the unselfishness and, um, you know, the, the respect, the competitiveness, you know, with the team and to compete together um, and for the right things that help the group. So, uh, I, again, I, I'm excited to coach these guys, you know. I, it's, I need to watch them more. Um, but even this morning, you know, you, you, you can feel, you know, some palpable energy that, um, you know, I think they can, they can bring and they can provide to each other. Kevin Chenard, Hawks.com. This is, I have two questions for Quinn. Uh, mm-hmm. The first is, what's your lasting memory of your first trip through Atlanta a decade ago? And second, Landry noted that Kyle made the first call. How would you characterize your relationship with Kyle over the years? Well, I, I may not give you my first trip because I, I was down here playing against Georgia Tech, not Clemson, too. Um, the, um, you know, to talk about Kyle and I have had a, a, a you know, a very close relationship ever since I was here. So I had a, I had a bad hip, which is since been replaced. I have two of them that are replaced now. And Kyle can't be blamed for that because he didn't miss a lot. And I had to, I was smart enough to know that's the guy I want to work with because I won't have to move too much. Um, the, the, you know, I, I think this is a unique city, you know, and, and even though we lived here for a short period of time, um, it was a place that we really enjoyed it here. And, um, you know, circumstances, you know, caused us to, you know, to go to Utah. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a general sense. Sometimes you get a feel for a place. You know, we've all had that in different, different ways. Um, and then what was the second part of the question? You got to give them to me one at a time. Short term memory. Yeah. I, I, when Kyle, you know, when I coached Kyle as a head coach, you know, we were both in, in different places in our career. And he was someone, I, I think because I had coached him before, um, was someone that we had, a, you know, every, every player is different as far as how you, you interact with them. Um, and he was somebody that we talked a lot, you know, we, we talked a lot philosophically about certain things as it relates to basketball. We talked about specific things, you know, some of it was based on, you know, footwork and how to incorporate, you know, strength and conditioning into, he he and I have talked about it, like pivoting. This is going to sound silly to you, but, you know, when you're warming someone up, you know, can you incorporate all those things? So in some sense, philosophical stuff. Um, And then obviously, you know, when he got his his position this year, when he's named assistant GM, that was something. 
that I was really excited for him, you know, independent of all this. So we've been friends for a long time, and he's been a good friend to me. Um, and, you know, his feelings about Landry, um, you know, a little bit like Landry said, everything was just affirmed, um, you know, that I, that I had heard about Landry. Brandon Harper, 680 fan. Uh, coach, usually when coaches take some time off, you know, for whatever reason, they have time to reflect yeah. things they've done right, things they've done wrong, previous location. Yeah. During your time off, have you really had time to think about some of the things that you did right, some of the things you did wrong at your own location, and what changes would you make now that you're the new head coach of the Hawks? Well, I, the primary thing that, that I really wanted to accomplish this year was to spend time with my family. And not that I'd done that wrong, but this job, you're not able to do it as much. And I, I felt like, you know, I wasn't ready to retire, and that might not be a while, and I wanted to do that now. Um, so that was, you know, that wasn't all I did in the off season. But when I was driving 40 minutes on a commute to school, I had a lot of time to reflect. <laughs> um, as far as the right and the wrong, you know, those things are always nuanced, you know. And I think, yeah, you know, you probably think more about what you did wrong. And I wouldn't even, you know, there's different types of right and wrong. There's things you may do this a little differently. I think that's the thing that's unique about any situation is that the challenges and opportunities are, you know, specific to those those situations. So, um, you know, a team is different. You know, how do you play differently? Um, you know, how, how do you prepare differently? Um, so a lot of a lot of things that, that I could get pretty granular on too, from a basketball standpoint. Um, but the reflection, as much as anything, was was also kind of a forward looking to you know what opportunity out there could could be rewarding the way that you know I mentioned before I was really fortunate to work with good people and great organizations and you start to understand what that looks like as well and and you want more of it you want it again Charles Odom with the Associated Press so uh, welcome back to Atlanta um, uh, my question is to, to Landry um, this is uh, obviously um, uh, if, if you had waited until the end of the season there might be other opportunities that he could have considered. Um, did that at all factor into the timing of your decision uh, to make a move now? No, no, we, as I stated before, this is something that as far as us making a move that we did, um, been thinking about for, for some time. And, you know, going into it, you know, we had two separate things going on. It's just like, where's the state of our team right now and how can we best serve them and set us up for the end of the season success following um, the All-Star break, and then how are we going to position ourselves organizationally beyond this year? And it's something where, you know, kind of looking at the broad spectrum of, you know, who that could be, there's only so many that, um, that were, would, would have been available, and that doesn't even necessitate that Quinn was going to take over, you know, mid-season. So um, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a huge factor for us. I knew that the first and foremost, we need to address our ball club, and that's what we did. Hey, Coach, uh, last time you were here, I think there's five NBA head coaches that were part of that staff. Yeah. So, uh, can you talk about, first of all, how does that happen, that you have five different guys in the short amount of time, and what do you remember about that group um, in terms of just the camaraderie and, and, uh, and how much you stay in touch with pretty remarkable story when you think about it yeah it is you know and and 
Um, I didn't know that was the number. You know, I knew there was a lot of people that have gone on um, to have success. It, even though it's a short period of time, I, I think one of the neat things about being here is the opportunity to learn from, from, from people. Taylor Jenkins is in Memphis now. Um, he was on my staff in the D-League, so Bud and I get to argue about it, you know. I don't have a tree. <laughs> um, you know, Kenny's someone that, that I keep in touch with, but, you know, not as frequently maybe, but there's, there's those relationships kind of, time is, is less relevant. You know, you kind of pick up where you were. Um, Darvin, you know, is, is a close, close friend that I've known for a long time. And when I look back on it, you know, we were all trying to kind of figure out how we could help Bud and help the team. And it, it, it's gratifying, you know, and it's, it's, it's fun to see, you know, guys have success. You know, coaches, you're in the national anthem and you look down there and you see somebody you know and you feel good about it. You feel good for them. Um, and I think that's part of working together. You know, I think there's an understanding of, you know, it's, the job can be, can be hard at times. And uh, those are guys that you, you root for. You know, you want to beat them, but you root for them.